Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to this latest podcast from the Repco Manager. My name is Paul Rock, and I'm the Head of Communications within the Code Manager team. The Retail Energy Code arrangements were implemented in September 2021 with a core central purpose to drive positive consumer outcomes through innovation and challenge to the status quo. That focus must not be lost. The impact of the cost of living crisis is all too clear, with increasing energy bills a frequent source of concern for many. New stories of vulnerable people needing to choose between heating their family homes or preparing a hot meal are harrowing and unacceptable. All parts of the industry have a responsibility towards protecting consumers, and as the RetCode manager, we recognise our own duties in that respect. From RetGoLive, our code manager team has included a dedicated consumer advocacy team. That team applies scrutiny to all decisions we make, including recommendations related to rec change proposals being brought through our processes. We challenge all rec change proposals to ensure that positive consumer outcomes can be clearly demonstrated as we drive to improve market arrangements. Furthermore, our consumer advocates have formed close ties with consumer representative bodies, charities and other agencies, such as Citizens Advice and the Energy Ombudsman. We know that keeping our ear to the ground, listening to how consumers' interactions with the market evolve, is essential for being proactive and quickly adapting to better meet consumer needs. We constantly review the market and we share consumer stories across our code manager team as we remind ourselves of the criticality of our role and how we directly affect others. Just this month, we've been supporting Citizens Advice, who have raised a new rec change proposal, which looks to improve the arrangements where a consumer has a prepayment meter installed. Our consumer advocacy team will challenge industry throughout the change process to ensure that the consumer benefit is always in the forefront of any evolving solution. Today, I'm joined by Sue Jackson, the head of consumer advocacy within the code manager team. Welcome, Sue. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Um, Could you tell us a bit more about the Citizens Advice proposal and the role that your team has in supporting the development of the solution? Thanks, Paul, and thank you for inviting me to join you on today's podcast. The Rec Code Manager is absolutely committed to ensuring the consumer is put at the front and centre of everything we do, and my team's got the vital role of making sure that's always the case. Ever since the Rec was put in place, and for some time before that, we've been cultivating strong relationships throughout organisations like Citizens Advice, helping them ensure effective representation in the REC processes. We're pleased that Citizens Advice take up the opportunity to have a regular seat at meetings of the REC change panel and we do all we can to make sure they have critical information at their fingertips. This particular proposal raised by Citizens Advice is aimed at ensuring that energy suppliers attain explicit and informed consent from consumers before switching them onto a prepayment meter or having their smart meter switched into prepayment mode. This step change is aimed at protecting consumers from the physical and mental health risks that can be a consequence of being unable to top up a meter and secure a consistent source of gas and power into their homes. Citizens' advice has shared with us some distressing case examples 
of often vulnerable people who may have long-term health conditions, who've had their supply switched to prepayment, sometimes without any apparent prior knowledge, awareness of the switch or understanding of the consequences. They note that the risks only do increase as a result of the cost of living crisis and rising pressure financially on households. As the REC Code Manager, we've supported citizens' advice, bringing their proposal forward and welcome them as they have presented to the REC Change Panel earlier this month. Following careful consideration of the proposals alongside the Change Panel, it's clear that this issue can't be resolved in the REC alone. There are policy issues that need to be tackled and there are critical changes that citizens' advice would like to be made to Ofgem's licensing framework. There are also market rules that they would like to see brought in by further code change and this is where we will support them wherever we can in terms of making that happen. But we're clear that the REC's own role must not stop there. We now want to work closely with citizens' advice and industry to quickly bring forward better business processes that provide support to consumers and ensuring an appropriate assurance regime is in place to monitor supplier performance in this area. Well, thanks, Sue. Whilst it must be frustrating that these changes aren't fully within the control of the REC, it's clear that we do still have the remit to make a significant difference. Now we need to deliver that for the consumer. Sue, I know you've been working in this industry for some time now in a variety of roles across the spectrum of the market. From your perspective, what specifically has changed in the REC to improve the support that's provided to consumers? Well, the role of the consumers changed drastically in recent years across all sectors. So the digital age has meant that consumers are much more informed, they've got more choice and they can publicly feedback their thoughts and recommendations. Businesses are more aware of consumers' potential vulnerabilities and more people are impacted by hardship now. So the recession and the pandemic are two large events that have attributed to this. If you think back just 10 years ago, the energy industry was a different place. Smart meters were not well known and the consumer protections were not as robust as they are now. These are all great strides which we aim to build upon within the REC. One of the key things that we're doing in the REC is keeping the consumer at the heart of what we do, particularly through the change process. We consider what the ideal process will look like from the view of the consumer as soon as the problem that's trying to be resolved is defined. Consumer impacts are an important consideration throughout the change process. They help shape the solutions proposed, the priority of the change being considered and how the responsible committees review our proposals. We have a dedicated team who are responsible for preventing the consumer perspective from being lost. We consult with consumer bodies, third sector organisations and charities to ensure that we're covering as many potential impacts and concerns as possible. All third parties can access the REC portal for visibility of our processes, so it's totally transparent. The change process is open to everybody, so consumer bodies and individual consumers can raise changes if they wish to. Right, so consumers can raise REC change proposals themselves? Yeah, that's right. And our change team 
can support them by providing guidance throughout the process. Consumers can set themselves up with access to the portal if they'd like to. We will make sure that there's relevant information about the REC for them if they wish to access it. Consumers who are better informed and engaged will hopefully result in better outcomes for them. Absolutely. Uh, Sue, is there anything else that we're doing to ensure that once changes are live, they do positively impact the consumer? Well, something new in this space is the creation of the REC Performance Assurance Board. So using the Performance Assurance Framework, this board will be monitoring data and working with parties to make sure that the REC is followed as intended. Well, thanks a lot, Sue. That's promising to hear. It's great to know that we're committed to our pledge to put consumer benefits front and centre. We've also made some recent changes to the REC portal to improve access to important consumer-related information and documentation. Our consumer hub can be accessed directly from the portal homepage and doesn't require you to have a portal account. And here you'll find answers to frequently asked questions that consumers have about the market information about how you can find out who your energy supplier is and links to resources that support consumers who need help paying their energy bills. We're constantly reviewing the content on our consumer hub and we encourage you to get in touch if you've got any ideas about how we could improve this part of the portal even further. That's all we've got time for on today's podcast. Thanks again to Sue Jackson for joining us and thanks too to our listeners. If you've got any follow-up questions or you're seeking additional information, you might find what you're looking for on the REC portal or by raising a ticket to the Code Manager's service desk. And remember to follow the REC Code Manager on LinkedIn to find out about latest news and events fastest. Thank you for listening and keep an ear out for more podcasts coming soon. Until next time.